You know what we get to do today, Paul? We get to listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for the rookie 2002. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I am your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hey, Francisco, you know what your grandfather told me once? That it's okay to think about what you want to do until it's time to start podcasting. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> also, for this discussion of the film, The Rookie, we welcome back aboard magician, theater, a- theater actor, and director, and patron who picked this episode's movie, uh, Daryl Hafner. Welcome back, Daryl. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for being here. Now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for The Rookie? Sure. The Rookie was released December 7th of 1990. It runs two hours even. It's rated R and is directed by Clint Eastwood. It's written by Boaz Yakin and Scott Spiegel, with lead stars being Clint Paul, Eastwood. Paul, Paul, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you watched the wrong movie again. Dang it. Oh, I thought we were supposed to watch The Rookie. Yeah, 2002's The Rookie. The the Rookie. Oh, oh, here we go. The The Rookie is actually a storybook that was released in the the Rookie. 1979. It was no. a it was written by Star Wars. Paul. Yeah. No. The The Rookie with an R. Oh, Rook. That's what I Oh, 2002? Yes, 2002. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. The one March 29th, 2002, right? Yes, that would be the oh, one. This, Correct. All right. This movie runs seven hours minutes longer. Wow. Than seven movie. hour minutes. No. Wow. It's going to be one of those nights. Huh? Okay. <laughs> here we go. It runs seven minutes more than the Clint Eastwood, the rookie movie, which means it's two hours and seven minutes. Oh, I see what you did there. This movie's rated G and is directed by John Lee Hancock, not Will Smith flying around. Anyway, it's written by <laughs> Mike Rich, with lead stars being uh, Dennis Quaid, J.D. Evermore, and Rachel Griffiths. The music was composed by Carter Burwell. Burwell. And are you ready for the box office game? Uh, 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 yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The Rookie the baseball movie one was made for about 22 million dollars and earned over 80 million dollars at the box oh really wow good job it only made 16 million on its opening weekend but it steadily grew nice there you go according to the numbers.com there are 52 movies that feature baseball in one way or another okay so of the 52 movies how high in the non-adjusted worldwide box office, do you think the rookie ranks among the other fifty-two movies that relate Ooh, to baseball? Interesting. Okay, Daryl, what do you think? I'll tell you what. Oh, because there's only fifty-two, I'll give you a little caveat. the The most recent 3D animated Peanuts movie is number one because there's some baseball scenes oh in it. Oh my gosh, it's that okay? It's that kind of thing. So, 
But there's only 52 movies to choose from. As opposed to that 1,000 something last Yeah, there's almost 2,000 <laughs> in the action genre. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I knew the box office game was coming. I thought it'd be like based on real life movies or something. Oh, uh, no. So, what do you think, Daryl? Uh, uh, 52. Oh, I, uh, I was going to say 15. 15? Right. Oh, okay. And Dale in chat also says 15. You guys are on the Ooh. same page. For me, I, I feel like it's. I don't know some other movies like uh, like some other movies. I would do would probably done better. So I'm gonna say uh, thirty for it. Thirty. Thirty. Okay. So uh, Paul, what is the actual number? The actual number is six. What? What? Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm super surprised by that. Okay. League of Their Own was number two, which was episode what, Francisco? Um, it was. An episode that we covered on the podcast. It is actually episode 66. So if you go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash 66, you can listen right. to A League of Their Own. And Angels of the Outfield is number 12. But that's it for the box office game. Oh, Angels in the Outfield? That would be episode number 42. 42. 42. Yes. All right. The movie 42 is actually <laughs> number four. <laughs> Is that the one? That with, was a good uh, movie. That was a good baseball one. Oh, yeah. T- uh, Robinson, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, Jackie with, Robinson. It, yeah, it's yeah. With the Black Panther. And, oh, my uh, God. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, guys. That's all well and good. Thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld or our subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get to once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Fifteen years ago. You got your shot at baseball. You got hurt. Jimmy Morris put his dreams aside. Hey, coach, you want to throw? I'll throw a couple. Yeah, Dad, bring the heat. But sometimes, when you least expect it... Dreams come back to life. I threw today. So hard. It's pretty hard. Anybody want to tell me how we lost that game? You quit out there. We start winning, you try out again. All right. It started as a simple bet. It was this thing to get the kids to start playing. Don't hurt yourself. You just threw 98 miles an hour. No. It became the most incredible true story in baseball history. Dennis Quaid. Do you know how many guys can throw the ball 98 miles an hour? Yes! Not many. Walt Disney Pictures presents The Rookie, now available on Disney DVD and video. Um, It's still on Disney DVD and home video. I suppose it is, yes. That commercial definitely brings back some memories about The Rookie, but to give you some context about the things we collectively remembered most before our rewatch, here is our memory mind melt synopsis for The Rookie. After crash landing on a planet with enemy mine, Dennis Quaid finds his home in Texas where he becomes a teacher and a baseball coach. He gives his Bad News Bears team a pep talk about wanting more and following their dreams. But the team turns his lesson around on him, saying if they win, he tries out again. He goes to the tryouts and finds out that he can throw a 98-mile-per-hour fastball. Along the way, he faces several issues, but eventually he gets a call to play in the majors where he strikes out his first batter. Uh, I'd say pretty much everything about that was right, except for the enemy mind stuff. I don't know what that's about. 
there's definitely incepted that part. Based on those memories, uh, not really that flawed, what rating did they lead you to predict for this movie before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Uh, Daryl, what, what was your prediction? You picked this as your patron pick, so I assume it's up there. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely one of my classics. Classic oh. was your prediction. Uh, Paul, how about you? I predicted nostalgic. Nostalgic. And I've actually never seen this movie, movie before, so I just was like, I guess I'll go middle of the road. I have no idea what to expect of it. So I'll, I was going to predict nostalgic as well. It'll be interesting to see if those predictions come true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the, the things we liked most about The Rookie. Let's spin up our... That's three. All right. Uh, let's start with our guests as we like to. Daryl, what's one thing you liked about the rookie? And I'm probably at one point going to say rookie of the year, but I meant the rookie. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I'd say all the lessons that are tied. It's not just the one. It's just like, uh, like all the little things that are like, when he's trying to make the decision, he actually goes to his wife, talks to her. He doesn't just do it. Mm. Uh, well, he the does go to the, with the thing. He does go to the tryouts though without talking to her. He does throw well, it yeah. on her. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, he he goes to the tryouts, but like before, he just yeah. like like he seeks advice from the people that he should be. He's not yeah. just doing it on his own. I mean, totally. Yes. He, yes. He, yes. Uh, he. Like he's trying to instill some actual lessons into the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just all the little lessons throughout the entire movie. Yes, you've got the big obvious ones of like follow your dreams, but even mixed in there, there's a lot of great lessons mixed into the movie. Awesome. Yeah, that's totally, totally something that it, it didn't make my like list, but I could absolutely second that, uh, Daryl. Uh, Paul, what's something you liked about The Rookie? Something I really enjoyed was actually watching the the little kid actors. I mean, at first, uh, that one that, that's played by Angus T. Jones, the son, and then uh, the, the middle daughter there that's played by uh, Rebecca Svitcher. I was wondering if they were actually related, but they're just so cute. Mm-hmm. It started off that way, but as the movie progressed, they got some really great shots. They really, I think, brightened and heightened the movie. Oh, and you know what? Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Angus T. Jones. Uh, Dale in chat says he's one of the men from Two and a Half Men. was was quite the joy throughout the movie, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's where he's from!" Because he looked very familiar. Yeah. But I was like, "I have no idea where I know him from." But yeah, he's the half man from Two and a Half Men. Yeah. So you liked all all the kids' performances? That weren't, wait, were you talking about the the high schoolers as well, or just the? I enjoyed the, them, but I really enjoyed seeing the the. I was like, why is this little kid around? I'm like, oh wait, but he's actually you know brightening the scene. Up, yeah, so. he totally was. I I loved his his hero his hero worship of his dad was really was the right level of sweetness and not overly like my dad can do yeah. no wrong type of thing. It's just like it seemed like the right amount. My daddy once caught a bullet with his bare hand. No BS. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wrong movie, Paul. Oh. Uh, back Watch to the out. rookie. Uh, it's also interesting that you bring up the that you like the kids, Paul. Even though it's mainly the the Jim Jimmy's uh, family, but I I really enjoyed the 
uh, the child actor that played Jimmy as a youth and like uh, I don't know, is that oh, yeah. like as a, a boy oh, and yeah, his like yeah. tweens or ten or whatever he was. I really yeah. oh my gosh, I felt for him so much the way he he portrayed Jimmy when he's like he's he has this dream. You could see he's constantly like throwing the ball and just doing all that. And yeah. the the way they the way the movie uh showed that was really well did really well at uh demonstrating how much yeah. this was a dream of his. And oh, it, it hurt so bad when he goes into his dad's I guess he's in it looks like a factory, but it's a, it's like, a military thing, so I'm not sure what exactly it was. Yeah, maybe just ma- maintenance or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a mechanic shop or something. Yeah, yeah that looked like an air bunker, but yeah. Yeah. So he goes there and he's like, "Yeah, we're going to play this game and uh love for you to be there." It's just like, "Oh man, he just he wants his just dad to the game." Oh, that's what it was. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he, the, the dad's like, not glad they won, but it's almost like if he said, no, we didn't win, it'd be like, well, so what, how well you did at pitching. It's like, oh, come on. Ah, it just hurt so bad yeah. that he wants his dad's uh, to be proud of him. And his dad, he wants his dad's approval. Yeah. So that, but again, the way the actor, uh, which I don't have here in front of me, but I will have it in a moment. The way he, he portrayed that was just really really well done so yeah. i i uh, bravo bravo to you mr 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 trevor morgan you did fantastic uh let's go back to daryl what's something else you liked about this film i i liked i'll say as he's coming back into the the, the league how they the guys were teasing him being the old guy and everything, but yeah. at least in the movie he handles it well. He, mm-hmm. he 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 rolls with it. He doesn't become bitter, at least to his team. Yeah. And you can see like he's having a hard time with it because he doesn't have the same struggles. He doesn't have he has the family at home. He's on the phone and he's like helping his son with his homework and the player he gets out of the phone booth and the player's like Dude, ten minutes. What? What? You you talking to your girlfriend the whole time? He's like, no, I'm helping my kid with his homework. He's not like he doesn't spit venom back at the other guy or anything like that. He's like, no, I, I have a life outside of this. Exactly. And it makes so. other uh, players respect him more. Yeah, I I got that sense yeah. as well. And I liked how a couple of them, Brooks and there's another guy, uh, sort of came around yeah, him uh, and were his friends in that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Paul. What was uh, something else you enjoyed? Okay. So when he finally makes it to the major leagues, uh, big spoiler. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's he a rookie? I've been waiting like two hours. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> when he finally starts working and when he finally starts going, you know, he plays his big game and all the townsfolk are, are yes. there to support him and they show yes. I don't know how they did this as as a film making process, but when they when the townsfolk and the baseball his his former baseball players were watching him just warm up, they were so excited, and and I just got a tear in my eye. I'm like, yeah, I, I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that that was a really cool a really cool moment. I I I don't know how they did it either, Paul, but it was just. And and it's cool that they they spent little moments with so many of the townsfolk that yeah. you would recognize them when they're coming back. I thought that was right. really special, yeah. really special. I, I, do either of you know if that happened gonna... in real life? 
Say that again? No, I don't know, but I don't know, but we're going to get back to that in like two minutes. Okay. I was just wondering if you knew <laughs> if that happened in real life, the the whole town. Oh, yeah. This this is almost a documentary. If it weren't by really played by Dennis Quaid, yeah. Oh, it's that Dennis, close. Dennis Quaid didn't play baseball. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, really? No I know way. it looks it actually really sounds like he's throwing ninety eight miles an hour. Though though you know what's funny <laughs> is that apparently uh the real Jim Morrison was like thirty five when this story transpired, but Dennis Quaid was playing in his like was like forty in his like forty two or something. And yeah. he was only like eight years younger than the actor, the actor who played his dad, and like seven years younger than the actress that played his mom. <laughs> so weird. Jeez. <laughs> <know>, right? <laughs> so just some fun trivia. Not our trivial yeah. question yet, though. Something I really liked about the film was, uh, and this actually this does sort of go speak to your lessons uh, speech or no, not speech, but the multiple lessons in it, uh, Daryl. But I really enjoyed. How the the owls, the team that Dennis Quaid's character, uh, Jimmy Morrison, is that right? Jim Jimmy Morrison. Morrison. Jim Morrison. From the doors? Now you're making me check it ball. I thought it was Jimmy Morrison. Jimmy yeah, Morris. Jimmy Morris. Jimmy Morris. Okay, I was close. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Close to the doors. Gosh. He, uh, I liked how when he's telling them, Hey, you, you, this is the time to learn to go after the things that you want in life. And then they turn around on him. Uh, I, one of you guys, I think mentioned that in the memory mind mode, but I, I thought that was really awesome how they're like, well, what about you, coach? You, you gave up on this forever ago. And, and he got all like flummoxed by it. I thought that was, I really like, he's like, wait a second, wait a second. What just happened here? Yeah, I was just <laughs> teaching you guys, not, not the opposite. Uh, so that, that was really an enjoyable scene for me. All right, guys. So those are the things we liked about uh, the the rookie. Now it's time to get to things we loved the most about the rookie, our classic makers. Let's, I'm going to start with Paul this time. Oh, I loved it when he said, pitcher's got a big butt, and he's trying to lead I, off Dave. Paul, that was the rookie of the year, I think, not yeah, the rookie. Yeah, that's the only movie it I was, see this year. Was, oh, so. my gosh. Anyways, the, the rookie with Dennis Quaid. Anyway, uh, oh, I love Clint Eastwood in this film. He was so great. Oh my god! Charlie Sheen was great. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to this film, I think it's great that this movie is based on a true story. Yes. it just elevates it up even more. Like this is yeah. what a, what a great story, and it it makes me even more invested. In yeah. This wow. You know what? That's that's so true. I didn't think about that aspect of it, but if if this was like all made up, if it was just a, a work of right. fiction, it would be like, okay, yeah, this old guy all of a sudden gets cheesy uh, happy film. Yeah, what yeah, what fairy still, godmother like helped him story, here? But I, yeah, I don't think we would be talking about it if it wasn't exactly. But yeah, that this right. actually happened. That's so nuts. Uh, do any of you have any insight as to what? Like medically or scientifically, could have happened for him to all of a sudden have a really strong arm. Yeah, ba- based on the surgeries and stuff, I'm guessing it's like a Tommy John's or something. Exactly. Like, Where Tommy it, John, it tightens his skin up so much, it's like a wind up toy that just like like a rocket. Are you guys it, doing it, the rookie it, of the year I, again? I don't that know you're... for sure. I watch, I watch just enough baseball. There, there's something that pitchers get called the Tommy John surgery. Oh, it's oh, okay. Something that pitchers. It happens to pitchers specifically. Oh, 
I don't know exactly what, where, if it affects the elbow or the shoulder. Mm -hmm. I know it affects something in their pitching arm. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing it was something like that. I don't uh, know specifically though. Okay, well, very it's cool. It's just a guess, mm -hmm. but I think he had surgery to make him look like Mega Man, so he could like shoot out baseballs through his arm at 100 miles. <sighs> okay, Daryl, what was your classic record <laughs> for the rookie? Uh, for me, it was uh, uh, I'll say the community, like the the. The community spirit, oh, everybody yeah. was behind him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even a, like as a kid, you can see, like when he first comes into the store, the guy comes downstairs, takes the time, notices how disappointed he is. He doesn't yeah. have baseball stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, you know what? I, I, I've got a, 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 a catalog that might have something. And then even before he's like going to try out, for the baseball it's like uh his field uh, his baseball field doesn't have any grass growing and without him saying anything to the guys like hey can you help me they're just like you know what i'm gonna help you fix this and then it's just like they're at all the baseball games they don't have kids there mm -hmm. they're just there mm -hmm. yeah. uh, like one of the guys is the the barber the the... announcer oh yeah yeah the, the barber lets him come in sweep up the hair uh everybody's then... there to help each other yeah yeah exactly it, i mean and then like paul was saying at the end of the movie not only did his team show up like you see like half the town is there mm -hmm. to watch a guy who might technically not have even played that game right I mean, he's he a, a relief pitcher He's a relief pitcher that it's his first game up. What are the odds he actually makes it in the entire town? The entire town showed up. So just that community, everybody's behind him like that. Yeah. I mean, I've had a small taste of that when I was in high school mm. because I was on a state championship wrestling team. Oh, wow. Just a lot of like a whole bunch of people come out and support us. When we got back, we had like, uh, the fire engine met the bus at the as soon as we entered town, so Very we were like cool. escort. Wow! Back to the school and stuff like that. So, but most of that was just like school people and like families of the team. And everything as cool as it was, yeah. To have like the entire community behind him like that, yeah. yeah. It just to me that really hits home because I can relate to that a bit. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. So. And we got some uh, some clarification in chat. Thank you, Lil Run and uh, Sarababo. Uh, they say, Tommy John surgery is when the UCL in the elbow gets torn and they replace it with the ligament from the hand. It uh, usually takes someone out of action for 12 months, or it could be up to 16 to 18 months. Uh, and sometimes they don't even return. So um, maybe it was that. I, haven't, I have no idea. Well, but. It's like he has two hands and one arm now. Yeah, that's exactly what it uh, based is. Based on that, based on that, I would say it wasn't that because they talk specifically about his shoulder, and then the kid said something about it pulling from something from his leg, oh, okay, or his ankle or something. So it might be something similar. But if Tommy John's elbow, I think this was 
they kept talking about his shoulder. It's so. probably the Tommy Lee Jones surgery instead of the Tommy John surgery. Yeah, is that where he became? They took half his face away and exactly, put it in his and they put it in his shoulder. Yeah, and then yeah. He, yeah. he has to he has to flip a coin each time he pitches. Yeah, but he, is that where he wears sunglasses before he neuralizes? Yeah, him? well, you gotta do that too. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't care. I was trying to figure out how do I work that in. But yeah, just saying it. <laughs> anyway. Wow, guys. Okay. So, uh, so awesome. And then we have one more classic maker before I get to mine from chat. Dale says his classic maker was the turnaround. The kids challenging the teacher to do the best. Yeah, yeah. So what I had mentioned before for one of my likes. The thing I loved most about this movie, it was an, a literal jaw dropper, guys. I was, well, I'll, let me preface this by saying this movie hit me in the feels so much. I was not expecting to be yeah. so emotional about this film. I, I, oh, that's me. Okay. I thought maybe my Corona was acting up or something. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, so it was, it was very, very, I was very invested in these characters and, uh, Jimmy's story as portrayed by Dennis Quaid. And okay, so this is a very spoil this is a very spoilery moment. If you've never seen this film, I would suggest not listening, even though we kind of already mentioned it in the memory mind meld. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh but let's say you forgot the memory mind meld already. Well you probably forgot. So I I'm giving you a chance. Take skip ahead 30 seconds or 10 seconds or something like that. Uh so here's a big spoiler in five, four, three, two, one. My classic maker was when the blue, I think it's the blues team, the blue rays team or something, uh, is telling Jimmy, uh, to go. Devil rays. The devil rays. Okay. To go tell Brooks, Hey, you made it up to the, oh, to yeah. the big leagues. And he's like, Oh, yes. oh okay. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, yeah, he's really connected with you. And also because you're going to, I'm like, Oh my God. Really? <laughs> I was yeah. like so surprised in that moment. It was just so delightful. And I was just like, Feeling for him so much, like yes, you got your chance. So yeah. it was, yes, is really cool. Uh, so that's yeah. With that, I love. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, and follow that following scene. The way he tells his wife was yes. one of my classic. Like how my leg, but just the way he did that. Hey, can you bring that coat to Arlington? Wait, what are <laughs> yes. you talking about? <laughs> that was so great. And I love that he got to pitch, and I don't know if this is true to life, but that he got to pitch. In Texas, even though he is for the opposing, the, the he was playing for Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so cool though. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're on the road right now <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> so cool. Anyway, so those are the things. Going home. <laughs> wow, those are the things we liked most <laughs> about uh, the rookie. I, I, what these notes? Why am I always missing these things in my notes every time? One more thing I liked that I forgot to tell you guys about. You might even say it was untold. You see, because it's the Untold Podcast, a speculative fiction podcast utilizing the genres of science fiction, fantasy, and horror, among others, in order to engage the culture's imagination from a Christian worldview. Every month, Nathan James Norman produces and narrates a new story presented in a unique and dynamic way. Episode 81, A Light to My Path, is even narrated by someone from our very own podcast. Uh, probably Daryl, probably Daryl. Uh, check out the Untold oh, Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> check out the Untold Podcast at untoldpodcast.com to listen to their great fiction and leave them a review on Apple Podcasts. 
Nice. That's great. But yeah, I think so too, Paul. What does that have to do with the Wookie? <laughs> some t- well, they don't have any Wookies on their show, but oh, sometimes it's all about the Wookie. Sometimes they have flash fiction contests where people that have never written before will submit uh, submit fiction, and in a sense, they're rookie writers. How, okay, pop quiz, hot shot. Okay. How can you write something you've never written before if you've never written before? Uh, it's just your first time trying. But how can you write if you've never written before? Written a fiction story before, Paul. You didn't say that. Now, where's the rules? I gotta read this. Oh my gosh. Well, next time he has a flash fiction contest, I'll send you the rules, okay? Have you not written before? Oh, we're getting this on my Venpool. Anyway, how about we do something more related to the movie? No, no, I think we need to talk talk about about... the rules of Untold Podcast Flash Fiction. Well, you don't want to talk about Wookiees. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fine, Paul. Fine, fine, fine. Trivia time, guys. Do you all realize that Trevor Morgan, who plays the young uh, Jimmy, uh, had to learn how to pitch left-handed? Apparently, he's right-handed. I was wondering about that when I I saw uh, Dennis Quaid writing. Yeah, I noticed that, too. And I was like, wait a minute. Now, is this a case of an actor being left-handed, but the real person is right? Oh. I, I never looked it up. I don't. Let's I go to chat. Yes, How chat. good are you, chat? You're baseball experts. Tell us, is Jim Morris left-handed or right-handed? Uh, but regardless, have you, uh, Daryl and Paul, have you ever learned to do well or naturally are good at something left-handed? Or if one of you are left-handed... Let's say change that out for right hand. I, yeah, your non-dominant hand, exactly. So, so I'm kind of uh, ambidextrous. I eat and write with my left hand in. Oh, but I bat and throw with my right. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, I work in a machine shop, and I use what's called a pencil grinder. It's like a Dremel, but it's air powered, mm-hmm. and I can actually bounce it with and use both hands. Oh, wow. I've been doing it long enough. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, I can't really throw left-handed, mm. but I have some skills with both hands because I'm, I'll say, a little bit ambidextrous. Nice. Actually, both me and my brother are the same. Oh, We actually both write and eat with our left hands, but we'll, like, bat and throw, hold a hockey stick all right-handed. Really? That's so interesting. Well, very cool. Yeah. You know, um, I'm naturally right-handed, like I can cut a mean steak, but, you know, I can really hold that fork with my left hand really well and, like, treat <laughs> myself that way. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, I was that's for, hand-eye coordination. I was hoping for something a little bit more, like, All right, amazing. How about this? When I'm playing Super Mario Brothers, I can turn left and right with my left hand like, really well. I tried with my right. It doesn't work as good. So there, my left hand's better. All right. That's probably the same for me, Paul. Yeah. I, <laughs> if I ever have a, a game where I have to like use the arrow keys, like move with my right hand, I'm like, nope. Yeah. I'm out. I can't yeah. do this game. <laughs> <laughs> I need WASD or D-pad, please. No. Anyway. Well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for answering that trivia. All right. So um, getting back was Jim. No, Jim Morris. About him being left handed. They said they flipped the film. So it looked like he was left handed. 
What? Dale says they would. Why would they have done that? That's weird. Dale says they flipped the film, so he's pitching and writing with his right hand, but they flipped it. Oh, so that it looks like he's that he's doing it with his left hand. Really? That's what. Okay. Dale says if we believe Dale. Okay. Well, I don't know. Dale's kind of a sketchy character, but uh, no, we'll, we'll usually we'll, right. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 allow it this time. I mean. He turned out not to be an enemy of the state, so I think we that can, we we can probably try. That's true. <laughs> that we know of. Maybe we should go ask Seth Green and Jack Black. Anyway, yeah. past episode aside, <laughs> let's continue. Uh, what should we continue with, Paul? What do you think? I have an answer to our last audience question, which again was, what other movies on the podcast have we covered which have Gene Hackman in them. Yes, and we thought it was only two, but we actually found out it was three, right? That's right. So somebody came in and sniped everybody and, and, right. and got all three films correct. Indeed. And that person is... Well, I mean, so what we oh, said... Wait, did I give a spoiler? No, no. So what we said was, for every... We thought it would be in two, but it went with three. For every movie you named with Gene Hackman that we've covered on the podcast, you would get an entry into the the trivia wheel. Oh, so, so he maybe not got it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So he just got an extra entry into the trivia. Exactly. So, All right. so we're going to go ahead and spin the wheel. I'll bring that up so that everyone can see the wheel of trivia question. All right. That was pre-recorded. This is not pre-recorded. We're doing this live. <laughs> live. All right. Here we go. So I'm going to spin the wheel to see who wheel gets... Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. It's not the wheel of morality, Paul. Wow. Hey! So, Justin Warford wins again, but he won last time. He oh, has a twist and twist. You lose for winning! So we're going to spin it again. <laughs> we got so many entries. Let's see how many times he can win. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> two for two. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, three for three. <laughs> all right. Those are all three. So Dustin put correctly in Superman, Superman two, and Young Frankenstein. Okay, let's see if we can get someone else though. What about the other two guys? All right, there we go. So Ken Cummings, uh, who's Kennethan on Twitch, will get you your uh, your free Twitch subscription. Thank you, everyone who entered into congratulations. congratulations. Okay. Wow. So what was the missing movie that he was in? Gene Hackman? Oh, well, we were thinking it was the two Supermans, but it was actually, but Young Frankenstein was another one. That's right. He yes. was the blind guy. He was the blind guy, indeed. Okay, now here's this episode's listener's question. In solidarity with Tom Hanks, I think is his wife. They're in solidarity because of this whole, like, COVID-19 over in Australia. Is that what you mean? Well, because didn't Tom Hanks come down with it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant by solidarity with. Just being nice, Paul. I thought it was a worthy transition. Continue with the copy I wrote, Joe. Alright, just just read what's written. Okay. <laughs> Dance, monkey. In solidarity with Tom Hanks, name what baseball movie we have covered on the show. Comma, which he stars in. Question mark. Sorry. <laughs> I won't read the commas. In solidarity with Tom Hanks, name what baseball movie we have covered on the show. 
what she stars in. Yes, very interesting. So send your answers to trivia at retrorewindpodcast.com. By the time we record the next episode, which actually, by the time you're listening to this, except for you people listening live, uh, if you're listening to the the actual download podcast, like a normal podcast form, you only have like a couple days because we're recording the next episode really soon. So get get on it. We, Steve, you need to email that to me. You cannot just put it here in the chat. So, by the way, you have till March twenty seventh, two thousand twenty, depending on when you listen to this. I yeah, okay, well that's sure. Is that when we're oh, because that's where we're recording. Yes, but I'm just saying that gives you a couple days if you're downloading this and listening to this now. Well, what if they like listen on the twenty seventh? They still have like that time. It's a like. Well, what time is it? Why are, this? This is an after show discussion, Paul. Can we continue? Sure. Okay, good. Send your answers to trivia at retrorewindpodcast.com. Now that we have all had some trivia fun and foibles, uh, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about The Rookie. Philip Hurd said, loved it. Stephen Foster says, this was one of the first movies featuring Dennis Quaid that I saw as a kid. I really enjoyed it and thought it was great. Being about 10 years old myself when it came out, and being a diehard basketball nut, I had no idea what was really considering... I'll reread that again. I had no idea what was really <laughs> considered a fastball for pitching, for a pitcher throwing a fastball. This enlightened me on that very much. <laughs> Alex Ortiz says, I didn't think about it at the time, but when I started driving, I looked back at this movie and thought, I don't think that's how speed signs work. The, the, sensor, the yeah. sensor would need to be uh, way ahead of the sign for you to see what your speed is before you actually pass the sign. Yeah. yeah. Still a cool visual, though. But, man, would suck having to find those balls you just threw down a dark road. That would. That's true. Yeah. I, I was thinking that. He, he's a coach. He's got enough of them. I don't think he's searching for that. Oh, that's good point. Good point. Yeah, but I was thinking of that, too, Alex. That That's like. That's not really going to work. Steve Hamilton also likes to talk about radar guns. He says, radar guns. That's what he remembers. And he also says, Texas, minor leagues, and Disney did a good job. Love that story. But I'm sorry, it's not the best baseball movie. Best best kid baseball movie. All right, the best kid baseball movie. The best one is... Are we going to talk about what we think the best baseball movie is? Then let's, uh, oh, that, that's is a good it? point. Um, for me, kid baseball. Yeah, kid baseball movie. I would say probably. So I'm taking this as the kids are playing baseball. Yeah, I think probably the one I like the most is Rookie of the Year, even though that's only one kid playing baseball. Yeah, but that's the only one I can. I yeah. might be the only one I've seen other than the Sandlot. And you don't like the Sandlot. I do not like the Sandlot. Oh, Francisco. I like I your ki- I, I like your killing me smalls. I like that line. That's it. That's the only thing I like. All the kids are killing me in this movie. <laughs> yes. I, know, I like the Sandlot, but but go ahead. Yeah, go. I like the Sandlot, but I have a lot more memories tied to Rookie Year because I remember mm. watching that with my little brother. We laughed with that one and oh, nice. watched it a whole lot. So. Very cool. Yeah, I m- for. I would probably have to pick Sandlot. I haven't oh, really okay. thought about it that much, but mm-hmm. I would pick Sandlot. But and Steve da- Hamilton says... I was going to say Dale in chat agrees with you, Paul. Also says Sandlot. Yeah. Yep. Good, good choice. Dale, I'm on your side now. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Steve Hamilton <laughs> says it's not 
the Sandlot or Rookie of the Year for him or even this movie. It's actually Little Big League. Oh. So he I, says he knows it's not the Sandlot or Rookie of the Year, but uh, nope, Little Big League is the greatest out of all the little kids baseball movie, period, followed by Bad News Bears. Which I've never seen either of those, so I cannot give you a... a I have seen parts of Bad News Bears. Oh, okay. Yeah, same here. Let's put it this way. When I was a kid, when I was interested in seeing it, I wasn't allowed to see it. Let's put it that way because of oh, the language. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I don't have any interest, but I probably should just for curious curiosity. Anyway. anyway uh, Jackie Sculpted from Clay says, The Rookie! And Kevin Joshua Burnham says, I remember renting movies, and when my aunt visited us, she saw the film and said, who makes rated G movies anymore? Why? Okay, it wasn't that. <laughs> it, w- it wasn't that exact words, but kept this comment G raid for the <laughs> from the PG thirteen. <laughs> Man, thank you, Kevin. I actually love that this was rated G. Like I was I watching. Know. I was watching I, this. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I read that it's like nearly impossible nowadays because if you have even like any kind of drama in it, it's supposed to be. Uh, PG, just because like really? you don't want to damage kids' psyche or something. I don't know. I was I was OG, watching this. Go. This was a what? Oh two. Yeah. yeah. Who knows how strict they were then? Yeah. I was watching this early in the morning, uh, just because I had that's when I had to fill it in, and my son was coming out. Um, and I, you know what? I just had the sense that this I didn't really know it was G at the time, but I've watched the first half, and there was like one. One, like, I think it was a D word or an S word, and that's the only one I heard in the whole movie. And I, I felt perfectly comfortable having him just watch the rest of it, and it was fine. So he, he wasn't that interested in it, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I really appreciated that. that I didn't have to worry about, worry about that aspect of it. I know that's not everyone's situation, but yeah, the zombies didn't come out then. Yeah, man, why not? Jeez. But, you know, it sounds like Kevin's uh, comment leads us into the things we didn't like about The Rookie. Uh, so it's time we spin up our... Three. Okay, let's begin with Daryl. What's something you didn't like? You picked this movie for your patron pick. What's something you didn't like about the film? Yeah. Uh, I had to get kind of picky because it took me a minute to think of much of anything. Sure. But, um... For me, because I've been to the state uh, level competition just as a team, Mm -hmm. like when the team says if we win district and make it to the state tournament, you try out. I'm fine with that. But I got confused when they had their championship game. Mm -hmm. Like, was that their district that they're all celebrating? Because if it's the district, then it's not the end of their season. Right. Now they've got to go to the state tournament. Right. And I'm just like, okay, so. The newspaper clipping said that they lost that state when he was taking them down. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was just about them gaining the state. Okay, I missed. I guess I always missed. I guess I always missed that part. If you have a break, you miss it. Yeah. But I'm just like, uh, okay, uh, I'm expecting more games. Like, are they. Thing here, it's your turn as they're going to state still. Yeah. Had yeah. they just lost at state, and I'm just like, um, what just happened? So yeah, that mm. part for me, it was just no. lack. Of, 
Yeah, the lack of clarity on that particular scene, I'm like, I understand it's not super important, mm-hmm. but because I've been and know how that works, at least in Michigan sports, I might be different. It's just like, there's more levels to this. Is that the end of their season? What's going on? So it's just like, eh. Yeah, I, I would have liked a little more clarity there. They mm-hmm. took it all the way, and they went to the the nationals, little leagues. Um, you know the big what's that? Not Super Bowl, but oh my gosh, why am I blinking? World out? Series, champion, state World championship. Series. There we go. Yes, where they played the Bad News Bears, <laughs> televised and like pay per viewed and everything. Wow. No, you're right. That that part is all muddled over mm-hmm. and we'll talk about some other muddled over parts that i think were that didn't help this film okay later well one part that wasn't super muddled over but alex ortiz brought up and i was like oh i'm looking for another dislike that's a good one <laughs> that speed sign thing it's like that's that was, took me out of the moment because as i'm watching that i'm like it's a cool yes it is a cool visual especially how it's like it looks like he's throwing slow and then yeah. pops on but still it's like that's that's first off i don't think a speed, uh, a traffic speed uh, monitor thing would be able to track a small object like a baseball. I think like a bird, bird, right? Yeah, like a bird. You know how birds fly? It yeah, wouldn't yeah. be able to track that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The size I, of it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I've never actually tested that. I'm just assuming it's built for to track cars. You know Why what? Would I you wonder make it every so time that... I'm going by one of those, it's like, is that tracking me or the guy next to me or the guy behind me? Like, which one is that right. tracking? Oh, I've only ever gotten by it when it's like one, like a, two lanes and it's only facing one direction. So, yeah, uh, but I, that's what I mean. Like, it's all, it it's me. That, Oh, it's just you? Oh, yeah, I live I, in a more populated area. Yeah, no, right? see where yeah. I'm at. Yeah, where I'm at, it's like two lanes each direction. So oh. it's like, right, is that me or the guy driving next to me? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't know that. Okay, that's, yeah. that's a fair point. I didn't think about that. So that's that's sort of a nitpick I had. Uh, let's go yeah. to Paul. What's something you didn't like? All right. This movie, and I'm going to be a little nitpicky. I'm going to take a timeout because there, this movie does it, and there's a lot of I don't know. For some reason, in the movies, they tend to portray this. I am a military brat, mm. Francisco. You're yeah. a military brat. Yep. Uh, Daryl, just are you? Just curious. No. I'm okay. Not. All right. So, growing up, um, my dad's in the army. I never had to call him sir, and. As far as I know, none of my friends ever had to call their dad, sir. I don't know about every kid. Now, I'm sure there are those that did, but this movie, yeah. and I don't, for whatever reason, all these movies portrays, oh, a lot of, in the military, yeah. you have to call your dad, sir, and treat him like, like, there's like no love there, and there's yeah. like, oh, always treat him like an authority figure. There's no like, hey, dad, there's no like, whatever it's always like yeah. oh yes sir yes and i don't know why but this is another movie that portrays that and i think uh the other side isn't shown as often mm-hmm. now this may be true it's based on a true story that's fine but after a while this is all you see you kind of like it this is not painting i think an accurate general picture for the movie go to yeah audience. well you uh, know there is the, the only example i can think of that comes to mind where there's like a a father kind of son relationship where that's not sort of the case where it's it feels more tender. 
the yeah. Ted, no. Ted and his dad. Oh wait, no, that's another example. No, is in Independence Day with Will Smith. Yes. And the son of the, yes. the woman he's going to marry. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I feel like that was a, a sweet uh, sort of a tenderness. Right. It's <clears throat> not like, hey, call me. Sir. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't think this movie does a good job of, and I, I should say, I think this movie builds that stereotype, unfortunately. Okay. That's, that's a fair criticism. Uh, let's go back to Daryl for another fair criticism or maybe an unfair one. Again, I don't know if it's, I'll call it movie magic for lack of a better term, or if this is realistic. But um, when he, Dennis, or Jim Morris is coming out uh, for his first game, the announcer is like, yeah, three months ago he was grading papers. I'm, I don't know if that's, is that a realistic time frame to literally move through all the leagues in or the minor leagues in oh. baseball? To me, that's like unrealistically quick. Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe he does move up that fast. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, like because... single A, double A, triple A. I mean, does he literally spend only a month in each league or whatever? I mean, that it seems like an unrealistic time frame. Yeah. So I don't it, know if that's movie magic or if they truly move that fast. That, so, that's a great question. Cause I was wondering that myself, but I figured if he's throwing that fast, then I could see them bringing him in. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm a, a kicker for football, you know, yeah, he's not a great runner yeah. or, you know, defenseman or offensive man, but when it's time to kick, <laughs> we'll, we'll put the, you know, the, the weirdo in there for that time. And, uh, Drew, yeah, so to me, I, I just, I wasn't sure if that was realistic or not, so I was just like, eh, maybe. Yeah, and Dirty Steve so. Forty, who I believe works at a, a either a minor league baseball uh, field or works for a team, or maybe maybe it's a major league. I, I forgive me. Business. He's in the business. Yeah, he says he would know these things. He says no, that would never happen. It'd be two years at best. So I, I don't know. Maybe they did just ramp it up for oh, for maybe. the sake of the movie, but. <clears throat> Uh, good to know, though. Uh, let's so see. He re- in reality, he calls his wife, hey, can you bring my jacket? Two years from now, I'm going to be in Texas, Arlington. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jerry Steve works at the Seattle Mariners Spring Training Complex. That's awesome. There you go. Very cool, uh, Jerry nice. Steve. Uh, okay, so let's go to something I didn't like. And you guys are going to have to help me with this. Because maybe I just didn't understand something. But... When you throw the ball and hit it with the stick. Oh, now okay. Never mind. Now I understand. Thank you, thank you, Paul. No, that's not it. Why is it when at the end when when and you sort of mentioned this, uh, Daryl? I think one of your first likes how there's these lessons and uh, and Jim Dennis Quaid's character, actual person. I guess I shouldn't call him a character. When Jim Morris goes and like seeks advice from people, he goes and sees his dad because uh, maybe I'll get something from my dad. And yeah. and his dad says, is the line you were mentioning, Paul, earlier yeah. in a comic way, uh, something like, um, it's okay to think about what you want to do until it's time to be what you are meant to be or something like that. I don't understand. Yeah, it. Do when, when, do. when I heard that, I'm like, Oh, he's actually speaking like, oh, you were always meant to play baseball. Yes, That's go the do way it. I took it. I was like, you can take that either way. That could be either really good or really. But basically, it's it's a polarizing it's statement. Me. It's kind of yeah. like. Yeah, to uh, me. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. 
When the the way his dad said it, it sounded like he had received that word from someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe he had some kind of dream. Like right. maybe he had some kind of dream that his dad said, "You have it's time to give up on it." And as bitter of a pill as it was to swallow, now he's trying to pass that lesson on to his son. Okay. So I like mean, I know you really want to do this. I know this is your dream, but you need to step up and take care of your family. And this is not how you can do that right now. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see how you would take it is that it way. Is it my turn yet? No, no, go it's ahead. not. No, it's not Paul. Sorry. I, yeah, I could, yeah, it's your turn. I could see how you could take it that way, but it's the way. I, I mean, I guess I almost felt like so with with the the little. The little instances you see of the dad when he's an adult where he's giving his son the the mitten for his birthday. He's giving Jim Jim Morris's son a his mitt grand. a, his grand his grandson a mitt for his birthday. He had he has some of the the memorabilia from his games up on his wall. It seems mm-hmm. like he may have come around in his old age right. of like, oh, my son is really good at baseball. And mm-hmm. it, we, oh, this is a chance he is meant to do this. So I it just really flummoxed me that Oh, it seems like his dad's actually getting on board, and then Dennis Quaid takes it the wrong way. So I, that that was a a dislike for me. I, I was right there with you, Francisco. Okay. I thought yeah. it was an inspiring, an, an inspirational thing. Yeah, because it's like, hey, go do what you're meant to do, and it's like, okay, you know, now I'm gonna go do it. But he's like, oh man, my dad said I can't. I'm like. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. He said, go follow your dream. Like, do what you want, what you're meant to do. Yeah, exactly. So I was kind of weird. Out I don't know, maybe. I, I What I was about to say earlier is that I think it's a great question. It's one of those, if you're not sure what you want to do, it's kind of like what people, what I've been told is, if you don't, if you don't know what to do, so you flip a coin, mm-hmm. and they say one of the, the, the tricks is to call it in the air, and then um, catch it, and then ask what what did you hope it would be mm-hmm. without looking at it. Well, I hope yeah. it was heads or tails, and then that's your real answer, like the way you should go without even looking. Oh, at it. oh, oh, oh! I see. Yeah, so yeah. this is kind of like that question. It's or that what he was asking his dad. It's like, should I pursue this? And he says, well, there's a time to do what you you think you want to do and then there's a time to do what you're meant to do Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like forcing him so i guess deep down he felt like he wasn't meant to do it but because maybe he was too old he's already had his shot yeah oh that's interesting that way yeah yeah see see, i don't think it was what you're meant to do i think it's what you should do i think he phrases it i I thought it was there's a time to do what you want to do and then what you should do to IMDb. So you want to go I, I I thought I always took it, even when I first saw it, was you want to play baseball, but you should take care of your family. Take this better job. Yeah. Okay, here's the actual Jim quote. Senior your said. grandfather once told me. So yeah, you're right, Daryl, that it came from his grandfather. Like um Jim's grandfather, Jim Morris Senior's father. Your grandfather once told me it was okay to think about what you want to do until it was time to start doing what you were meant to do. So, uh, yeah, it seems like... Uh, yeah. 
Or should it depends be, on how you take it. Then yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we spent enough time on this just dislike. It's yeah, like, what a dislike, right? Jeez, I'm so disliking this conversation. I, I love talking to you guys about this. Let's go back though. Let's go back to Paul. What's one more thing you just like before we get to our tragic megas? They spent a good, uh, nice time with uh, Jim Morris's younger years about him yeah. traveling around, being frustrated, mm-hmm. and then winding up at a town that doesn't have baseball, yeah. yet he loves baseball. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's an adult. I wish they spent time. Even if it's like a five minute montage about him actually making yes. it to the oh yeah before and then like injuring himself and cutting out that would be nice why yeah. he settled in a town because it goes from him being uh, this is one of the frustrating things about the story is that he goes he's in a town that doesn't like baseball there's no baseball team there there's no baseball equipment for mm-hmm. him to buy or anything. So this town doesn't like baseball. Yet he stays there, but that was his life passion. As a military person, you're used to you're used to moving around. So when you're old enough, it's not that hard to move around to a town that does like baseball. Yeah. So why is he still there? That just didn't jive with me. Yeah. Like that, some backstory behind that. Yeah. Yes, he, he met a girl there. You know, he wants to go back. You know, and I'm sure the true life, the real life thing is 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 true. Well, you know. That the because he's still there is because he went to the the leagues. It didn't work out, and they probably went back maybe for her family. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. But they didn't. So it was kind of a weird transition for me watching. It's like I wish they went more into that. And he also his family also apparently yeah. according to the movie stayed yeah. there. So yeah, well, but he didn't like him that much. He liked his, <laughs> he liked his yeah. mom. It seemed but. yeah. But, but still, yeah. Uh, but yeah. As Dre Stephen Chaz saying, uh, Paul just is pitching a new Disney Plus show about the rookies. So it's like the expand expansion oh, yeah. of the college years. <laughs> yeah. But I there think you, you know what? Even if like one of his students or one or his son asked, "Hey, Dad, why did you never like go for baseball again?" and then did flashbacks of him, yeah, getting there, injuring himself, meeting yeah, this girl. I think you could explain. tell. If if up can do what it does in ten minutes, I'm sure this could do what it this could yeah. cover it very well in three minutes flat. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, awesome, Paul. Okay, that, yeah, I could I could totally get you wine a little bit more from the backstory. Uh, I will. I I'm curious. Do you feel like it went too long though? The movie. Uh, it, it, a little bit, yeah. And and adding that in would have made it feel even longer. It was yeah. kind of like too two movies it was like, like right two movies middle. yes exactly yeah the first movie yeah the, first, the beginning was the the story of the high school baseball team and their champ you know going championship yeah and then the second half because i know i paused it i haven't paused right at the one hour mark and it was like boom two separate complete stories and yeah the second part was him going out for the little leagues and or minor leagues and then you know him ma- finally making it to the majors but yeah mm-hmm. so yeah they could have cut other parts out to fit that in yeah yeah totally or at least trimmed it down i don't yeah. know what but moving on but you know what i don't want to cut out our tragic makers for the rookie oh they're the worst they're the worst ever i'm gonna start with mine i don't know if it's that big a deal but it it really <laughs> maybe it's again the covenant true story that's fine but it seems like okay the owls the team that dennis quaid is coaching Okay. seems like just mm-hmm. so bad like they oh, can't yeah. do anything like the and he's even saying yeah. in their final game that they've only like won one game in the 
one game each year since he's been teaching them or something like that. It's just been a really paltry performance. He makes one bet with them, and all of a sudden the team's amazing. They're the best ever. They get all the way to state. No problem. No losses or anything. I'm like, how is this? This well, if you ever watch uh, Batman Begins, what uh, is the Rosal Ghoul said <laughs> all about the will, not oh the, not the power Back or the this. ability. It's all about the willpower. <laughs> so they had the will. Where there's a will, there's a way. Wow. That you're going back to that well. See how that Lazarus that pit of a well. Okay, I <laughs> yeah. see. Re- resurrecting that one. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. So that was my tragic maker. I just did not understand. And again, if it's if that's really what happened, all right. It's it's yeah. it makes it even more amazing. That just seems very unbelievable. Stranger things have happened, but when they were against that team that was like buffer than they were and bigger, I was like, oh, they're going down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. Let's hit up Daryl's Tragic Maker. Was there one? Because you, you uh, picked this movie. I don't know. Was there a Tragic Maker for you? Do you secretly yeah, hate this I, movie? I, I assume... No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I think... It is because it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. but uh, it was the in the beginning of the movie, just his dad's attitude on his with his kid. I mean, I'm blessed in that my dad was at all my stuff. He supported me through all of it, mm-hmm. but just the way his dad handled all of it, it's like, uh, yeah. we're we're moving, and there it is what it is. I, I don't care. Yes, you you want to do your little sports thing, whatever. That that that's not important. Yeah, he he he's his dad's not there. Yeah, and I don't like yes, I am blessed, and I know I, I I've learned. I, I was on a forty man wrestling team. I can count the number of fathers I saw regularly on one hand. Oh wow! And mine was one of them. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm blessed. I know I'm the exception to the rule. Are you a six fingered man? But no. Okay. No, I, just checking. Only if I okay. Uh, one got ripped but off. It finger. just like his dad's attitude with all of it. It's just yes. like it, it, this thing that is so important to his son. Like when they move to Texas, and Jimmy is looking for his baseball mitt, and his dad's just like, "Dude, forget your mitt. Yeah, just let let's unpack." Yeah. It's just like, dude, that mitt is like everything to mm-hmm. him, and you're just like blowing it off completely yeah, yeah. It's, granted it's, again it's a true story maybe that's how it was mm-hmm. but that always irked me just his dad's attitude with all of it but you know what i if if he didn't treat him that way <clears throat> if he didn't treat dennis quaid that way i think dennis quaid couldn't have gone on to play a really bad father for uh the guy who leads Mercy Me. So I think it's it was necessary oh, yeah. so that we could get Mercy Me guys. Uh, oh yeah, Dragon yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Heart. He wasn't on the same frequency. Gotcha. Oh my god, the wrong vantage point. It's kind of like he was in a parent trap. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing, Paul. Mm. Well done. Well done. Anyway, anyway. Uh, that leaves Paul with his tragic maker. What is it, Paul? As uh, enjoyable as this movie was, and even we brought a couple tears to my eyes, and we said that it impacted us. Um, I find 
the rewatchability factor in this almost non-existent. I'm not excited to watch it again, and I I think it'll be a long time before I do. So, and that's kind of disappointing for such a a touching movie. I don't know what it is, but I don't find the rewatchability factor in this high. Mm, that's your choice. So, okay, wow. Yeah, it's it's that's a big one. Yeah, it, it 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 really makes me hesitant to recommend it because mm. of that factor. Yeah. Oh man. And and you've seen it before, right? Yeah. I, in fact, time. the last time I saw it was in the theaters, and I remember thinking, "Oh, that was a great film." Mm-hmm. But I, since then, have had no desire to watch it again. Yeah, and so I wonder when the next time I will. Huh. Okay. Val, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that in our in our final rating. So okay. Uh, and from chat we have uh, Dale has a tragic maker, Applegate singing the national anthem. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I thought that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. You you have very particular about your national anthem singers. That's that's fine, Dale. Uh, but now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Are we ever going to meet the salvo authority? Like, is he higher ranked than you, Captain? <laughs> <laughs> so, do we rate the rookie? And then we can dignify that with a response. Oh, no, I just responded. Uh, are we, do we rate 2002's The Rookie a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this movie, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth your time revisiting if you remember seeing it in your youth or you saw it like 10 years ago or something. But if you've never seen it, it's probably you can go watch Rookie of the Year or some other baseball movie maybe. Or a tragic, it's not worth your time, whether or not you've seen it before. Uh, so let's start with our guest, Daryl. How do you rate the rookie? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Uh, for me, it's definitely a classic. I nice. tend to disagree with Paul on this. I actually <laughs> like to watch this one, maybe not all the time, but I listen to. I mean, even before I knew I was, re- we were reviewing this. I had just listened to it because I can listen to stuff at work. I just oh yeah, yeah. listen to it. Like, not listen to the soundtrack, but listen to it on in the background. Kind of like white noise. Yeah, like, I can... Yeah, like, I can stream it on my phone, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of put the phone in my pocket so I can't see it, but I'm listening to it. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I'm, like, a sucker for, like, the true life stories. Remember the Titans, Miracle on Ice, so... All those types of movies from your, like, usually classics. Yeah, Spaceballs. Love that documentary. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Awesome. Okay, awesome, Daryl. So classic from you, Paul. Uh, So, yeah, you sort of left me on pins and needles here with what you said before for your your tragedy maker, but what is it? You know, I predicted nostalgic, Mm -hmm. and after watching it, um, I came to the nostalgic conclusion. Mm, Okay. Um, But since then, I've been thinking (laughs) about... No, seriously, before we even started this podcast today and yesterday, I've been thinking about, you know, what I... I would actually recommend this to anybody if they haven't seen it before. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those, oh, put it on your must-see list. But if this story sounds interesting to you yeah. or if you're at all interested in this i would say check it out it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty good so on that note i'm gonna rate it a classic so i put 
I put down nostalgic, and then now I'm crossing that. I'm putting down the classic. All right, Paul. <laughs> For me, I, I like you, Paul. I was super torn on this. Like right after seeing it, I'm like, oh, this is a classic, easy. It was like it was tugging at all my heartstrings and ended on such a high note. Had a lot of heart. I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is totally a classic. And then I thought about, it, I'm like, okay, so. We, what's usually your classic, Francisco? Enjoyable movie. Okay, it does have that. Is it quotable? Eh. Would you watch it? Would you show it to your kids? I mean, I would, but it's not like I'm rearing up like you have to see this movie or something. Uh, and is it rewatchable? Uh, I'm like, would I want to watch this again? It, it It's very strange. I'm like, with you, Pa, I'm like, I loved watching it, but I don't know if I'd want to rewatch it necessarily. Yeah, and that's so weird because it 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 had such a deep impact. So it, here's, I would say it's rewatchable. Like I think it's a movie. It's these types of movies that if you watched it as a kid, you'll get way different, uh, way different notes out of it as an adult. So it is worth a rewatch yeah. if you saw it as a kid, and you're an adult now. So given that, and that I would. I would watch it with my kids. And it was so enjoyable. It's just, just, just squeaking out a classic for me. Yeah. Wow. Just. <laughs> yeah. He just made the cut. Just made the cut. Him and Brooks. Uh, so according to the Retro <laughs> Rewind podcast, we rate the rookie a super close <laughs> undisputed classic movie. We recommend it. it was unanimous. What? I said. Oh yeah, you know, I, oh yeah, saying okay, sorry. <laughs> and unanimous classic film. We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. Especially if you like baseball movies and have never seen it, I'd say it's it's definitely yeah. worth a watch. But now it's time to get back to our own time, good old twenty XX. Comsat online, receiving incoming transmission. <laughs> Ooh, it feels good to be back, but we wouldn't have been able to oh, travel yeah. back to 2002 to begin with if it weren't for... 20XX! Paul's apparently came back to 20XX at a different rate than the rest of us were. But, Sorry. <clears throat> Gotta fine. check on the, the, <laughs> the Thunder Road 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're making another one, are we? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I wasn't informed of this. The Thunder Road 3. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, we're back... And got the Thunder Road two before it malfunctioned. <laughs> you got you got to go back to our uh, like our end of twenty eighteen uh, episodes to get that reference. And the one sixty one seventy that's what it is. The one sixty episode to one seventy block. Watch and listen to all those. You'll get what Paul's talking about. Anyway, we wouldn't have been able to uh, to head back to two thousand two to begin with if it weren't for our amazing. Reflex capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keane, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feeling Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Kennison, Gerald Hafner. Oh, he's right here. Whoa. Kevin Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronbitter, Pastor Dusen, and Kenneth and Cummings, in addition to five other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so, so much yeah. for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to retrorewindpodcast.com slash support to see how. Also, heads up, I will 
I, I'm in the process of getting us not only on Patreon, but also on Subscribestar. So if you're someone who's like, man, Francisco, Paul, uh, whoever else is your third chair, I'd support you guys, but I'm not about Patreon. I'm trying to get over us over on Subscribestar as well, so you can support us there if you'd like. What's with Patreon? A lot of people are going to other platforms. Oh, we'll talk about that later. We can talk about that later, Paul, yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you can go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. I wonder, if I set up my own camp, a lot of people are setting up campaigns, and they raise a lot of money. I wonder if I put up, like, one of these fake ones that people do to raise like uh, we need to fix the thunder road too i wonder if we could do like a pledge drive for that (laughs) 24-hour stream to raise money to fix the thunder road too how much we can support wow that one dollar that would be (laughs) something maybe okay anyway while we're thinking our support which we honestly do appreciate we are so grateful for we also want to give a big baseball hug to our subscribers on twitch which is another way to find us online for just a couple bucks a month. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can subscribe for free. You can find out how at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. There's a video for you Prime members that follow us on Twitch for free. Indeed, indeed. But hey, let's keep the gratitude train going now because we love hearing from you, be it our iTunes, uh, Apple Podcast Reviews, comments on our website or through our contact form we haven't gotten any new feedback from you as of yet but always love hearing from you and also i want to put out there is, what is this your feedback fall yeah that's my feedback you're still late okay yeah it has been a while uh <laughs> wow um i would appreciate it if you if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you have a friend who loves movies or loves games especially older ones, please share it with them. Hey, say, have you ever heard of Retro Rewind Podcast? And if they have, it'd be like, oh, cool, I didn't know you liked this show. And if they haven't, be like, oh, well, here, check out this podcast. You might like it. So uh, thank you all for anyone who has referred our podcast to others and anyone who's ever reached out to us. It's always great getting your feedback. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 197 is the place to find timestamps for this time, for this time episode. Yes, for this episode in time. Links to contact <laughs> us and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. But that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show? And also your beautiful self. Well, forget about me for a second. 197. We're almost at 200. We are wow. almost at 200. That's yeah. redonkulous. So exciting. All right. Almost as exciting as you can. Feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny that's 15 years or older. We love receiving and reading your posts on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can join our Discord server by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. And also, I mentioned we're on Twitch. You can watch and chat with us live like these fine folks are doing right now at Twitch.tv slash RetroRewindPod. And if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com and stop by and say hi. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host. Definitely not an awesome rookie XO. You're quite experienced. Got a lot of grit. Almost got 200 episodes. Um, Almost. Well, actually, more than me because I was lost in the space time continuum for a while. Well, considering other podcasts we've been on, we're over 200. Oh, that's true. There you go. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I so appreciate getting to do this show with you. Likewise. 
And we are also grateful for our guest taking time to discuss the rookie with us, Daryl Hafner. Please tell us how people can find you online. And is there anything going on that you'd like to promote? Uh, so you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I think it's DJ. No, I don't even remember my Facebook page right now. <laughs> That's just how much I update the magic one. But uh, for me right now, the biggest thing I want to promote uh, if you're in the Michigan, Port Huron area, I am directing my first play, and Woo-hoo. it is a very big faith-based show, Sweet. Uh, The Hiding Place. It is also based on a true story, uh, Corey Tenboom, oh, uh, yeah. World War II. Uh, does, does he throw a 98 her. mile, uh, or does she throw a 98 mile per, miles per hour fastball at the Nazis? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, it's never no, been no. disproven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could yeah, be true. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. But no, uh, her and her family hid some Jews in their home. Oh, they wow. get arrested. And then uh, the story follows her and her sister to a couple concentration camps. Jeez, wow. And uh, But it emphasizes all the miracles that happened even within the camp. So, uh, like, uh they go to Ravensbrook where they're allowed nothing mm-hmm. and uh, they're walking through the line to get inspected. Corey's behind Betsy, who's the sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betsy gets inspected. A guard comes up to talk to the person inspecting. The inspector sends Corey along, never touching her, and he inspects the woman behind her. So the Bible gets through. And that's just one of the miracles that happened wow. within the camp. It just, all the things that happen, there's, I'm not going to give away the ending because there's a big, huge miracle that happens at the end of it. She gets drafted but, by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Yes. Oh, yes, wow. absolutely. Oh, sorry. Sorry to spoil yeah, it The for team everyone, in but... America that, the, the team in America that probably didn't exist yet drafted a 52-year-old woman to play baseball. That's amazing. Oh, what a great all, story. All part of fabulous <laughs> Francisco's fabulous fan fiction. It's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a story I've wanted, or a play I've wanted to direct for a long time, and I'm getting so the opportunity cool. to do it. So. Oh, wow. Awesome. Uh, the, so that goes out May 29th to June 14th. And as of right now, there's no delays on that. So. Okay. Nice. Uh, enterstageright.org. You can actually buy tickets and buy see t- some of you guys out oh, there. Okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, like, even if you're not in the area, buy tickets. Indeed. What? We have 2,000 people coming? Yeah, no. Oh, most of them are out of state. Okay. <laughs> well, it, it, if you guys want, we are a nonprofit and you can oh, just cool. plain make donations <clears throat> on the website. Nice. So, obviously, you if you're out of state, uh, and if you want to make a trip out of it, come see us. If not, yeah. we love any donations you guys are willing to give. Awesome. Yeah, that- in a little cabin fever, a little stir crazy here. We may have to go out and like every, like the whole country come out. Wow. So here's what That's you guys do. You book your tickets now while the tickets are like, they're cheap. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just plan a trip. Just plan a trip around it. There you what, go. what was the website one more time, Daryl? Enter stage right. Dot org okay. org all one and word no hyphens or anything yes okay correct very cool and what do they search for when they get there uh the uh, on the website uh, on the main page yeah. you can scroll through it and it's got a list of all the uh 
upcoming shows, and I think there's a little drop bar. I don't know exactly where just the plain make donation thing is, but I know it's there. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. If you, they're interested in doing that. Perfect. Sweet. Thank you so so much, Daryl, for picking this movie. As I didn't know what to think of it. I wasn't that interested, but I'm so glad I saw it. So thank you for picking this one for us and for being a patron. Uh, But that's not all. Mostly I appreciate, I mean, as much as I appreciate Daryl and Paul, I appreciate you. Yes, you the most. Jimmy, Jimmy Sr., uh, Whack, uh, other people, Brooks, maybe maybe that's Rudy, yes, Babe Ruth. What whatever <laughs> you listening right now, whether you're, I don't know, doing dishes, going to work, uh, just hanging out, just trying to not go crazy right now. Uh, this was recorded in, uh, let's see, March 2020. So that probably gives you some indication of what we're referring to. Anyway, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're a part of our rad rewinder community. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX. And you can message me through there to do pixel art illustrations for you. I've been doing a lot more Twitch emotes lately and doing sub badges and stuff like that. So if you're a Twitch streamer or need uh, just uh, pixel art done in any fashion, hit me up there and we'll get, get to work on that. Yeah. So get to work on that, people. Okay. We are proud to be part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at CGC or our website. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, our next episode on the Retro Rewind Podcast. Oh, I you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not a Texas woman, which means that I need the help of a man to help keep things running. Okay. I, I just need the help of a onboard computer to keep things running. So there you go. There you go. Oh,